0: It's time for Sports Specs with Sam
1: and Spence.
0: What is up, everyone? It is time for Sports Specs with Sam and Spence. I am your host, Sam Parsons, joined, as always, by my
1: co-host, Mr. Spencer Vermeer. Spence, how you doing, buddy? Not bad. Been a good day so far on the air and just uh, been looking forward to... uh doing this as probably people have noticed mentioned it a couple times that'll be coming up here at four o'clock and now we're finally here oh i'm always looking forward to this
0: even though it hasn't been a great year for me we'll talk about that in a second i'm always looking forward to talking about uh picking games because for the uninitiated this is a show in which spence and i we take a look at the vegas lines for college and pro football every week uh, it's a weekly show And uh, these matchups are either relevant to our listening area, or just intriguing, or both, and uh, we make picks accordingly, for entertainment purposes only, of course. And as always, we start the show with our report card from last week. We looked at three college games last week, and for the first time this season, I believe, I didn't actually verify this for sure, but I'm pretty sure it was the first time this season, we picked all the same down the line yeah we we, we made all the same picks all three games uh so we both picked ohio state as 30 and a half point favorites over iowa and they covered with ease not going to elaborate on that we also looked at ucla versus oregon which was the top ranked matchup of the week we both picked ucla they they let us down uh they were six point dogs lost by 15 and then we looked at uh, the penn state versus minnesota game that was a four-point line with the Nittany Lions as the favorites, and they they took care of business. Yeah, I think it was 41-17 to 17 or 45-17, yeah. one
1: of the two. So either way, we both went two for three. Yeah, I can't complain about that. Uh, just knowing that uh, it was going to make much difference in our standings and just kind of hoping that both of us could uh, bump that uh, percentage up a little bit, which we did.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah, because I couldn't root against you without rooting against myself. <laughs> and then we got to
1: the Sunday's NFL
0: games. As always, Spence and I both picked two games individually, as well as our game of the week. Spence, you went one for two in your individual picks. You had the Jets as one-point underdogs to the Broncos. By the end of the week, they were favored by two, so that one moved a lot. But in any case, they covered uh, with Denver shockingly unable to Mm. move the ball with Brett Rippin. Color me be, color be shocked. <laughs> uh, but then uh, you had the Buccaneers as 11-point favorites over the Panthers. By the end of the week, the fans overreacted enough to the McCaffrey trade to move the line to 13, and the Panthers rolled over the Bucs in an upset.
1: Where did that come from? <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. I, okay, I have no idea, but uh, I, I noticed you've got Tampa Bay uh, in your lineup for what you want to pick this week. I'm anxious to see what you've got to say. I stayed away over that one. I thought, you know, every time I pick Tom Brady to win, he doesn't. And every time I think I'm going to pick against him because I don't like him. And then they end up dominating. So I can't figure that team out whatsoever.
0: Oh, trust me. I already regret it. And I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, I should not have picked that game. But it was too tempting. And I'll, I'll we'll elaborate when we get to that. But uh, I, on the other hand, went over for 2 with my individual picks mm. for the second consecutive week, which is very disappointing. A miffed. I picked I picked the Chargers to cover over the Seahawks and they lost outright which I cited the Seahawks ground game as a concern and uh, of course that so it didn't surprise me that they ran all over the Chargers but what did surprise me was the Chargers offense being so bad in any case uh, that team continues to just lose players to injury every week and so I think I might be done picking them for a while but I also had the Patriots as eight point favorites of the Bears and speaking of where did that come from games the Bears just destroyed them (laughs) I I don't know where that I don't know where that came from uh, but yeah that surprised me a lot more I'll say that and then our game of the week which we both picked was Chiefs 49ers and again we happen to pick it the same way with all the 49ers injuries we kind of talked about this last week Spence we kind of agreed that the, the line shouldn't have really been where it was it was two and a half when we picked it and then it was two after the McCaffrey trade um both Spence and I picked the Chiefs easy money
1: yeah I a little bit nervous to start out they got down 10 nothing but uh Mahomes is literally above 50 percent when he gets down 10 points that is an absolute ridiculous stat you think about uh, teams when you know when you're watching teams and they're down by 10 you just think oh this is going to be pretty unlikely not with Mahomes and he proved it uh, outscoring them uh, by the end of the game by more than 20
0: So the final score from the week was Sam 3, Spence 4. So Spence extends his lead by one game. You're now at 53.9% this season, Spence, and I'm lollygagging about at 46.1%. So if you go by game totals, I'm three games back on you and uh looking to rally well
1: let's see what
0: happens this week and we'll do that by starting with the college slate which is what we always do and uh iowa is playing this week let's dive right on into this they are at home against northwestern the line right now is at 11 in favor of iowa so spence what's your
1: call here this game is the college football equivalent of soccer scoring (laughs) (laughs) I, this, you know, this is one that you might end up falling asleep somewhere in the third quarter. And if you get that power nap in, wake up 30 minutes later and say, oh, someone scored while I was asleep. Now I missed it all. But uh, we got the new quarterback starting for Northwestern. He did look uh, okay last game, but he's going to get a wake-up call against this Iowa defense. Uh, You know, the, the defense for also making offenses make mistakes. And when you got a quarterback with not that much experience, I think that's what's going to happen now. My question is whether the Iowa offense can score 11 or 11 and a half points. I'm hoping the offense springs back from what honestly was the worst display in offense that I think I've seen in a long time, not just Iowa. <laughs> uh, but they are going against uh, one of the non-elite oppone- opponents this week as opposed to Ohio State. I'm I'm gonna take Iowa on this one nervously, but you know we have to remember that they're not all Buckeye and Wolverine D's in the Big Ten. Uh, Northwestern, pretty much on the opposite end of the spectrum there, so I will give up the 11 or 11 and a half depending on where you are betting, and uh, I will take Iowa.
0: Yeah, I know that uh, Northwestern has kind of given Iowa fits in recent years. I was looking back at the recent history, and Northwestern has gotten the better of them in, I think, four games since 2016, which is surprising because Iowa's been better in that time. Mm. I have used a lot of different adjectives to describe Iowa's offense (laughs) this year, you know, uh, anemic, incompetent. Pathetic, yeah. miserable—they are all those things and more. Now, uh, it's worth noting that as of this conversation, we still don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be. I don't think it really matters because no, Iowa's really offense doesn't. is going to be bad as long as Brian Ferentz is the offensive coordinator. Sorry, guys, but even with that said, I'm going to pick with you once again for this uh, Spence. Uh, I just can't see Northwestern covering against this Iowa defense. I'm going to bet on Iowa actually scoring points on defense because that seems like a good bet. <laughs> I just—I mean, I'm not going to actually lay a bet on that, but I feel like that's probably going to happen uh, defense and or special teams really so yeah i'm going to bet against iowa against my better judgment next up we have iowa state they are playing oklahoma at home and i don't think any of us anticipated the line being this close earlier this season but they are one and a half point Mm. underdogs so spence what's your read on that
1: uh spread shows pretty well a toss-up uh OU is putting up points against uh, Kansas last week. ISU looking okay on offense uh, two weeks ago. So it is in Ames. So they got that advantage a little bit, and they've had two weeks to get healthy. And Xavier Hutchinson for ISU is playing Xbox against defenses this year right now in just the level that he's uh, playing. It's just uh, unreal. Uh, I look forward, to hopefully, to seeing him in the NFL the way he's playing uh as he's playing in uh, ISU. Now, Oklahoma, not in the last few years, and certainly not this year, are known for their defense whatsoever. Oh uh, <laughs> I see uh, Hutch improving on his 103 yards per game this season that he's putting up in uh, reception yardage. And I think I'm going to see ISU putting up the mild upset in Jack Trice.
0: Very interesting. I got to, I'm got in agreement with the uh, Xavier Hutchinson thing. He's going to get drafted. I don't know what round it'll be. I haven't really looked at the uh, the boards that far deep, but he will get drafted. I also really like Will McDonald on the defensive side for Iowa State. I mean, the top, top end talent on the Cyclones team is actually really good. Yeah. And they've kind of been like dollar store Iowa this year with the way they've played. Uh, their their offense is better than Iowa's. Mm. Their defense isn't quite as good, but the archetype is still there. And uh, you're still looking at a classic <laughs> matchup here with this. A good offense and a bad defense meets a good defense and a bad offense because outside of Hutchinson, Iowa state's offense has not been good this year. And uh, as such, I think it could genuinely go either way. And I think that the, the spread is pretty accurate really? here at, at, with that in mind. Uh, but I'm actually, I'm going to pick Oklahoma just because Iowa state, they haven't beaten anybody this year. Really uh, not, not that Oklahoma is Oklahoma the way that we know them this year. Um, but, uh, I think that they're going to beat Iowa State, and I think that they do it by two or more. So, well, we got a different pick that time. There we go. First time in a few (laughs) games. And then there was another game that we put on the docket because of its relevance to our listening area. It's Ohio State at Penn State. Big Ten rivalry with some history there. The Buckeyes are
1: 15 and a half
0: point favorites in Happy Valley. So, Spence, your thoughts?
1: I, after watching Ohio State and realizing, well, they have completely earned their number two ranking this one just doesn't feel like it's going to be competitive to me, uh, especially seeing the weapons that Ohio State has in person when I watch that game. Penn State pretty much folded against Michigan earlier this year, another team that's up there in the uh, elite rankings. Uh, and I just think that they're second tier in the Big Ten. Maybe not, you know, you've got to put Ohio State and Michigan in that top tier, and I don't think there's anybody else there. I think OSU is uh, ready to let them know that Saturday. They certainly were willing to uh, let Iowa know that after that uh, crazy upset uh, win a handful of years ago. and It had been quite a few years that uh, the two had played each other. I think this will be more than even 17. I suspect more like 24 that uh, OSU wins this.
0: Ohio State's just too good, man. I mean, that, I'm going to pick Ohio State too okay. on the grounds that they're just too good. I mean, this team is outrageous. There are only a handful of teams in college football that I would pick to play this team close. Mm. Penn, Penn
1: State's just not one of them. Even you know, even in Happy Valley, I'll take Ohio State too. I might be nervous that Michigan might not be able to play against uh, Ohio State right now. Yeah, uh, you know, eve and they've got the revenge factor from last year uh so if they meet each other again which i think they're going to late in the season that uh i'm just thinking OSU is going to dominate that one too but we'll talk about that when we actually reach it
0: yeah that game is a game that we'll definitely be looking at later this season but for now we'll take a break coming up we're going to get to our nfl picks this week it starts with our individual ones that's after a break here on 104.9 fm kboe and kboeradio.com back at it here on sports specs with sam and spence ready now to talk about our picks for week eight of the nfl season and spence let's start with you your first individual pick of the
1: week is well let me start with a little trivia question for you what team leads their division by the largest margin in the nfl good question if i rack my brain it's afc east bills it actually is the minnesota vikings Wow, the nearest team to them is the Packers, who have a losing record, and Minnesota sits at five and one. Okay. So they are dominating the NFC North, something they haven't done in a long time with uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, there at the helm. They haven't played exactly huge competition so far, but uh, Cousins and Jefferson now are on the same page that uh, JJ is one of the top wide receivers in the NFL, probably top three. They're just working on all cylinders um arizona kind of stole one last week against the saints a very high scoring game on a thursday night and i don't know if the thursday night had any difference on that because often those games really can alter the chemistry of a team just because they got a start so quick but uh, uh cardinals coming away with a win and putting up a bunch of points but uh saints got a lot to figure out so i'm not giving that as a just a marquee win for the cardinals and i'm with you arizona is not good uh minnesota doesn't get a really a weather advantage which sometimes that can happen in late october but the temperature looks to be about 60 so not exactly balmy phoenix weather but nothing that's going to make everybody feel really cold uh minnesota has been beating up on lesser competition the only loss so far is to the eagles and the rest of their uh competition has been kind of at the lower end of the uh nfl so far this year but That also qualifies as the Cardinals, I think, this year. Mm. I think it's going to be a beatdown against lesser competition. Minnesota giving up the points is where I am going.
0: You already know what I'm going to say. You're betting against the Cardinals. I've been advocating this approach all year. (laughs) But uh, in all seriousness, the Vikings are just better. I'm in complete agreement with that, obviously. Uh, Even though I don't think they're as good as their record would indicate, they've just kind of barely beat the Bears barely beat the Lions you know I don't think that they're that good but they they're good I do I do believe in the Vikings and I believe in them uh, for this game either I would I be shocked if they won by only three no but I think that they win by more than that at least enough to cover so that's not a bad pick my first individual pick this week going to the Tennessee Titans Houston Texans game this is another one that's less about betting on someone and more about betting against someone because the Texans are a joke. They are possibly <laughs> possibly the worst team in football right now. Line for this game is just two. Tennessee is favored by two, and uh, you know I haven't been high on the Titans this year to say the least. I I've, I've been kind of critical of them at times, but still I think that this team is better than two points better than the Texans even in Houston. I mm-hmm. mean, what what big of a deal? Is, how big of a deal is that? And in particular, this is a juicy Derrick Henry matchup, and uh, I don't frequently cite running backs as a reason why a team will win, but even a diminished version of Derrick Henry, like we're getting this year, should dominate this defense. The Texans have arguably the worst run defense in the league right Mm. now, and uh, in Henry's last four starts against Houston, you ready for this, is four games. Yes. 109 carries for 759 yards and seven seven, touchdowns
1: that's seven yards a carry wow
0: yeah seven yards a carry almost almost 200 yards a game over two touchdowns or about two touchdowns a game and the titans last year even without him against houston they were they had reasonable success running the ball with a scrap heap collection of running backs like deontay foreman and adrian peterson who was 40 years old (laughs) The only thing that might change my mind on this is if Ryan Tannehill doesn't play right now. He's listed as questionable with an ankle injury, but I think he will play. And You know, honestly, if Malik Willis starts, I'll probably avoid this because it's betting on a mid-round rookie, and that's, that's just always iffy for me, but I still think that the Titans get this done.
1: The other thing about uh, Derrick Henry is that uh, you look at his years. He kind of starts slow, just needs to uh, get his rhythm going, but once he does darn near unstoppable and we're right at about that point where i think that would trigger as the stats show in fact this whole year he's been doing very well so i can't argue that one whatsoever all right who you got next what do we got going on here for the next game we're going to go again with the classic great qb wide receiver combo and it's my opinion it's the best right now that would be burrow to chase for the cincinnati Bengals. Hmm. now if Tua had been healthy the entire year this might have been him and Tyreek but right now Hill is making everyone look good with the yardage he's put up he's got the most yardage of any wide receiver out there right now just can't seem to get it when he's in the end zone Um, after a slow start Cincinnati is starting to tear it up they are tied for first in the uh, the AFC North Uh, the Browns on the other hand have only two wins and those wins are against the Panthers and the Steelers. My my apologies. (laughs) Sorry about that. No offense taken. But just stating fact. Uh, The concern in this is, is Miles Garrett going to have a decent game for Cleveland? Because he can really change the dynamic of a game very quickly if he just uh, is running on all cylinders. But he hasn't been all world like normal so far this year. He's... I think he's got about six sacks, but uh, they're kind of avoiding him at all costs. I think for you know anybody doing a running game, he's only got you know I think at the most four tackles in any one game. So they might be uh, he might be disrupting offenses just to stay away from him because he is that good. But uh, I am if he has a big game that could upset my pick. But I am betting that he is going to be held reasonably at bay and Cincinnati wins this game possibly by double digits. I may bet this line at about seven to get oh. a little extra scratch, but right now it sits at three and a half. I might just uh, buy a few extra points on that one and uh, see if I can get myself a little extra scratch on this one. That makes sense. I will say
0: Miles Garrett has been all-world this season. That's the only nitpick that I'll have there. He's been amazing, but he doesn't make that defense by himself, and the Browns defense outside of him has been very disappointing this year. And on the other side of things, since he has undergone a f- philosophical shift offensively this year, that is very sensible and very obvious, and I don't know why it took them a few weeks to do it, but... Early in the season, they were just telegraphing all of their running plays. They were almost exclusively running when they lined up under center, and teams were just feasting on that. Mm. They were averaging like 2.6 yards a carry, and they were overwhelmingly pass-happy from the shotgun. So like I said, they were just tipping their hands over and over again. Their offense was just siloed. It was predictable, and it was it suffered. They weren't doing well earlier mm. this year, but now they're running almost their entire offense almost exclusively from the gun. Really, their entire offense almost exclusively from the gun. They're running more out of the shotgun. They uh, dominated a practice squad last week, and you know it, ultimately they've just become a lot less predictable. That, that was one of the ways that they could have been less predictable, and they chose that. They have a mostly healthy Browns defense that they're up against but the Browns they are not good right now mm. like you said they're not very good. So I think that this is a this is not a bad pick at all and especially cuz I think that since he is turning a corner on on offense. I had faith in that talent uh, earlier this season when they weren't doing well and I still do. So, not a bad pick from my perspective. We'll take a quick break and then when we come back, we will get to my final individual pick of the week and then we'll get to our game of the week that we will both make a pick on that is coming up here on 104.9 kboe back with you one more time for sports specs with sam and spence I am Sam. He is Spence, and we have two more NFL games to talk about here. First off is my final individual pick of this week, and Spence, I'm going to the Baltimore Ravens at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, which is tonight. We are uh, talking here on a Thursday, and this is the Thursday night game this week. Baltimore is getting two on the road. One thing I want to mention right off the top here is that Baltimore has only trailed for something like two out of the 420 minutes of football that they've played this Mm. season. They've occasionally, of course, had just a brutal time finishing games, but I'm inclined to believe that that's a small sample size thing. You know, it's just some noise there. I'm, I'm not convinced that that's really a telltale sign of something under the hood. And as such, uh, I think that there's a bit of a market deficiency with the Ravens right now. I think that they're better than most people think. Um, And meanwhile, you know, I still hate betting against Tom Brady, even when he's down bad, because I've been thinking about things like that for a very long time and uh I cannot count the amount of times that this has gone poorly for me and honestly like I said earlier I should be staying away from this game entirely but this line is too tempting I just think that the Ravens should not be underdogs in this game I think that they should win this thing by three to seven points um I might even sell some points Mm. like you were talking about earlier Spence but uh, yeah I think Baltimore gets the win here
1: uh the one stat that uh was alarming to me that I heard uh just last night, uh, Tampa Bay is fixing to put together the least amount of runs per game in a season since 1970. Ooh, They're at something like 61 per game right Their now. Their
0: interior offensive line is bad right yes.
1: now. And so that makes everyone see that and go, well, we'll just uh, go against the pass. But uh, that's the only thing that uh, I makes me basically want to agree with you on that. I just think, uh, especially with, Tampa Bay not looking good over the last uh, couple of weeks I think that trend will continue
0: I hope it does Spence because if Brady proves me wrong again you know I'm not going to be happy about it but (laughs) now keep in mind
1: that uh, I, I am agreeing with you on this and I have been just basically the opposite of the Midas touch when it has come to Brady so far this season I think he's been involved in about five of my picks this year and I if I'm 1-4, I would be surprised. He's just disappointed me <laughs> pretty much every time I've uh, touched that game and Tampa Bay.
0: On to our game of the week. It, there wasn't really an obvious choice, and people might be surprised to hear that this is the game of the week. It's the Giants at the Seahawks, not a matchup that we were anticipating being marquee this season, but... This is the t- by by record. This is the best matchup this week and the Giants are getting 3 on the road at Seattle. So Spence, what are you thinking for that?
1: Well, you want some more trivia? Let's hear it. I heard this the other day and it kind of solidified something I said last week. Do you know who was the fastest player in the NFL last week. Was it Kenneth Walker? It was Kenneth Walker. Do you remember me saying something about him putting up Saquon Barkley-like performances so far? You called him a top
0: five (laughs) running back after his first career start against the Cardinals, and I still
1: will uh, push back on that. I Uh, think that that's outrageous. He's got the talent. You can't deny that. Possibly, yeah, yes. Uh, So now... I mentioned Saquon Barkley-like performances. Now he gets to go against Saquon Barkley. They're going to be on opposite sides of the field. Neither team has a good run defense whatsoever. That's been proven so far this uh, year. So I would not bet the over on passing yards this game for either QB because I'm thinking both of these guys might put up 150 yards each in this uh, game on the ground uh giants have done things by razor thin margins to get to six and one seattle on the other hand has gotten their lead of their division against kind of mid-range teams it's a long ways to go to get to seattle because you got to go all the way across the uh united states that often messes teams up same way if you got to san francisco and uh los angeles teams going all the way to florida Uh, I think the way that Walker is playing, I'm going to go with Seattle outscoring the New York Giants, and it will end that winning streak for the Giants.
0: I still don't really buy either of these teams as Super Bowl contenders yet, even though they've been pleasantly surprising, and I love the job that Brian Dable is doing in New York, and I like a lot of the things that Seattle's doing, and I was saying in the preseason that I don't think Seattle's going to be as bad as most people think that they are. You mentioned a couple of things that I really agree with, Spence, and I want to expand on them. You okay. said that the Giants, are they've been winning by razor-thin margins. Every single one of their games has been decided by one score. Histori- and they're 6-1. Historically, You know, history tells us, that such dramatic success in one score games is unsustainable mm. you just can't keep that going i mean maybe they do because a, a one season is still a small sample size but i just i'm not buying it the seahawks though they have a very bad defense like you said both these teams very bad run defenses in particular and both of these offenses very much built on the run the thing that stands out to me the most is that Giants' run defense, though, because they rank 32nd in yards per carry allowed and 30th in DVOA versus the run, and they mm. are up against this run game, which, you know, as I've said time and time again, the Seahawks' running game is very, very good. Uh, it's It has been since midway through last year, even. And uh, that makes sense uh, because the Giants' linebackers are not good. with, with I'm, I'm referring to their bad defense. I don't love it, but I'm also going to pick the Seahawks. I think if they get it done, I think that— um, I don't remember what the Seahawks field is now. I just keep calling it Quest Field, even though it's not been with the name for like a decade. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say that the the Seahawks playing in Quest Field, they get they get a good boost at home. Yeah. They're, They're not in the kingdom man.
1: anymore, then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not quite. <laughs> not quite so yep we both got the seahawks for our game of the week and uh looks like we got some opportunities to uh maybe maybe make some moves but that is what we're looking at and uh, that'll do it for us this week thanks for listening if you're listening to this in podcast form after it has aired on kboe uh please be sure to rate it and review it on your podcast platform of choice that'd be very much appreciated you can of course find this on kboeradio.com in that podcast form but this has been Sports Specs with Sam and Spence. We'll kick it back to the country tunes here on KBLE. So long and have a great weekend, everybody.